Hey, what is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Rise and Pod with Adrian Conway. And today I am taking a pretty deep dive into week four of the semifinals. And that involves the Atlas Games, strength and depth, and of course, the throwdown at Copa Sur. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm excited to, to brief you guys on what I see here, um, what I think may potentially be lacking, and also what I deem is a pretty darn complete test. I certainly give you my opinion on which of the three semifinals we'll watch this weekend is the most well-rounded, um, and, and we can kind of go from there. But nonetheless, I hope that you enjoy this. I hope you've enjoyed these throughout the course of the semifinals. Sadly, it's coming to an end, but fortunately enough, these podcasts are not. I have a great lineup planned throughout the summer of not just people qualified to the CrossFit Games, but even a few really soon that are punching their ticket to the last chance qualifier. And that's going to be an exciting time. Nonetheless, while semis are coming to an end, the season is just getting started. Let's talk programming. Crew, what is up? I appreciate you joining me for this episode. We are going to do our best to power through all three semifinals that are taking place here week four, and we're going to be excited about it because why would you not? We're about to watch this stage finally get set for the 2022 CrossFit Games, both on individuals and teams. And I myself, yes, your boy, am here in Montreal, Canada, getting ready to do color commentary for the Atlas Games. I couldn't be more excited. It's a first thing, first time for me. Um, we're at the end of a very long day, and tomorrow it is throwdown time. I'm excited to see what everybody's going to bring to the table here and excited to cover it. Um, I hope that you guys tune in, and I really hope that, honestly, you enjoy it. I hope to add some flavor to everything that's going on uh, with my experience as a coach and an athlete in the space for quite a long time now at this point. Um, I've gotten to see a lot behind the scenes, be on the competition floor at almost every level that exists there at the CrossFit Games, and then, of course, I've even had a chance to stand on top of the podium, which I'm, I'm extremely grateful about. But we've got three semifinals to cover this weekend. We're going to stick to the individual events. Let's dive in headfirst at the one that I will get an opportunity to be covering at the Atlas Games individual event one when it comes to programming breakdown. Let's take a look. We, we kick down the doors right here with high-level gymnastics, and it's relatively complex. This is the theme of the Atlas Games, it seems. Even last year on their online qualifier, they really leaned a good bit into high-level, high-skill gymnastics in relatively high volume. We've got three rounds for time, 21 calories for the men on the ski, 16 calories for the ladies on the ski, 15 parallel handstand push-ups, and a 90-foot front rack walking lunge. Now, again, this is three rounds through. Um, significant amount of distance to cover on the ski, but guess what? That's a trap all day, every day. If you just hold a steady pace there, you can uh, allow yourself to do well on the parallel handstand pushups and the lunge. But if you go too fast on the ski, it's, it, you know, you're basically risking to lose it there. So you certainly can't win it there, but you can definitely lose it there if you let yourself. Now what's, what's difficult about this workout is that the men's depth on the parallettes is 12 inches and the ladies depth is eight inches for the front rack walking lunges. Men are going to go 175, and for the front rack walking lunges for the ladies, 115. Um, you know, for most athletes, they're going to need to be breaking up the parallel handstand pushups early and often to save themselves for the latter 15 when it when they're approaching the volume of 45 total of these bad boys. And the lunges you got to make haste with. If you know you're an athlete that you're going to get a little bit behind on the handstand pushups, you go unbroken here and you're willing to risk it for the biscuit so that you have an opportunity to actually compete as the workout go, or the weekend goes on. Um, three rounds for time at this work at this event right here at the, in this particular workout. 
I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I, I think that people will finish under the time cap. Not everyone will, however. Let's advance to, to individual event two. Now, um, this one is a little bit more grunt work and work capacity, which I'm a huge fan of. It's four rounds for time, 24 toes to bar, and 12 sandbag cleans over the shoulder. We've seen this movement where it's to the shoulder at a few semifinals this year, but they're keeping it OG and old school with the over the shoulder clean. Now the men's weight is 150 and the ladies is 100 pounds. The time cap here, eight or 10 minutes. I believe that we'll see several athletes finish this workout. Um, certainly all of those that are involved in the final heat, I would presume, but the rep scheme and the way it's set up can be tricky, right? My take on this workout is that you need to pace the first couple rounds, specifically on toes to bar, just because you can doesn't mean you should when it comes to going big there. The reason I say that is because while our grip and our midline are going to be fatigued, they'll also receive a bit of fatigue at the sandbag. But what the key to run away with this workout is the last two rounds of the 12 sandbag over the shoulders, in my opinion. If you afford yourself the opportunity to have the energy there and gas pedal it on the sandbag the last two rounds, that's where many people are going to be a little bit hesitant and a little bit fatigued as they enter the final rounds. So I think that's a great way to kick it off and an aggressive way for the athletes' bodies. I think they'll be feeling it going into day two. Um, and there we lead with individual event three. Individual event three is 30 ring muscle-ups, 25 burpee box jump overs, and 15 squat snatches, one round through, four time. And again, here we are with more gymnastics. We did 45 deficit uh, parallel handstand push-ups in workout one. We did 80-something, uh, or I'm sorry, like 96 toes to bar in um, round uh, in, in event two. And now we're here with 30 ring muscle-ups to kick off uh, event three, uh, day two. Um, but... The beauty is it is still a wonderful combination of things. It's relatively well balanced here. We've got the 30 ring muscle ups, the, the burpee, box, burpee box jump overs, excuse me, um, are 30 inches for the men and 24 for the ladies. So that adds a little bit more of a challenge there. And then the 15 squat snatches are done at 205 pounds for the men and 145 pounds for the ladies. Now, what I like about this event is that you've got to really run your own race. It's kind of like a dance here. Um, essentially, you need to create a rhythm. That's why I use the comparison to a dance is because if you don't find your groove and find your rhythm early with the ring muscle-ups and you try to make it a race, you are often with 30 ring muscle-ups going to end up struggling the final 10 or final eight, meaning that you will hit a wall, hit a threshold wall, and it's going to slow you tremendously. And that early in the workout when there's still two movements left to have lost your rhythm or to be frustrated with the pace that you can go, it tends to set you back. I think the mature competitor here uh, comes out of the gates a little bit less hot and controlled and builds the heat as they go, meaning that they really look to start to throttle down uh, 15 reps into the burpee box jump overs, and they hammer those squat snatches one at a time, focusing as keys on butt down, chest up, execute, butt down, chest up, execute, butt down, chest down, execute but down chest up execute. And the reason I say that repetitively is because this allows the athlete to focus in on something small and controllable that it, that allows them to disregard the pain and discomfort that comes with uh, having to race someone in the final stretch of a workout like this On to event four. This is where we get to slang and bang the weights. Now here we are. Um, we know this event, this is the CrossFit HQ prescribed three attempts for max load at three cleans, two front squats, and one shoulder to overhead. It's going to be exciting. We've got a stacked field, um, on the men's side specifically, I'm pumped to see what Vellner and Adler bring to the table there. And I know there's a young stud 
um, who you guys are going to hear about throughout the event that's going to honestly be the one to probably be my pick for the event winner. Um, let's advance forward to day three. We're starting it off with a quite a long chipper. And surprise, surprise, folks, this workout's going to be highly dependent upon your ability to do gymnastics. So we've got a 25 and a 20 calorie bike, 200 double unders, 100 foot handstand walk, 100 wall balls, 100 foot handstand walk, 100 GHD sit-ups, 100 foot handstand walk again. Yes, at this point in the workout, you've already now done a football field's, football field's worth of handstand walking, 300 feet. Then you're going to finish with 200 double unders and then another 25 and 20 calorie bike at a 22 minute time time cap. Will we see people finish this workout? The answer is likely yes, but also uh, being that it's workout five of a six workout weekend, it's hard to say what they'll have in the gas tank, how their shoulders will really feel and what kind of sets we're watching them break these handstand walks into as well as the wall balls. Um, I, I do love this workout, guys. I think they needed a grunt capacity workout that's just kind of like shut up and move and allow the athlete to settle into a very high state of discomfort and see who comes out. This one doesn't really hit that for me um, because of so much handstand walking in it. But I do believe that it meets the, the, the measure of physical fatigue and stamina and all the other wonderful attributes that we're looking for from a long chipper. I would just like to see almost a little less skill involved at this point because I want to watch some people battle, turn off their brain and battle. We have yet to see one of those here uh, at this semifinal. And then finally, you know what the last workout is. It's going to go down the same way that we watched it go down at the Granite Games last week where they're finishing running fast and jumping high and pulling high. 10 rounds for time. CrossFit HQ's prescribed workout of one legless rope climb and 15, uh, 15 feet and then a run 170 feet. Just like last week, I love that this is the finisher. We knew this had to be an, an, an essential event because CrossFit told us so. And um, I think they did a great job placing it here. All in all, when it comes to the Atlas Games, I, I like the program. I do. I think it's pretty pure CrossFit. What I want to see is a little bit more grunt work and just sheer go. Um, I think that there's at least a spot within six workouts that we get an opportunity to highlight that. And I'm not really seeing that from the prescription here. I think they have a bias towards high-level gymnastics, and that's okay because everybody tends to have a flavor. But again, give me that one workout where I can just watch people shut off their brain and go to work see some ugly slobbery faces. And I'm not sure that we're getting that from this particular set of events this weekend, but that's okay. Cause everybody's got something a little different. Let's advance to strength in depth. We talk in the throwdown in the UK. Um, it's going to be six events again, just like the rest of these. And we're starting off with a workout called Copperfield. Now, what I mentioned to you about that was lacking at uh, Atlas games, guess what? Strength in depth kicked us off this way. Copperfield is 1000 meter run, 2000 meter row. 300 double unders into a 1,000 meter row. The time cap here and what I like is because the distance is set for the row and the run and there's no option for the females, the time cap for men is 26 minutes and the time cap for women's is 28. Other programmers, other events, take note of this when you're not going to give a different calorie uh, distance or a different set distance to, of ground to cover. Uh, account for this in the time cap for, for women so we get to see people finish the workout. Now, again, there are some programmers out there saying they don't care for everyone to finish the workout or, you know, we designed this so no one would finish it. That's completely stupid. And you probably shouldn't have a chance to, to program when that's literally your desire is we don't want anyone to finish it. Someone take them away from their job. Event two, have a sham. Three rounds for time of 12 ring muscle-ups, 30 alternating single leg squats, and nine hang power snatches at 70 kilos for the men and 48 kilos for the ladies. Could someone please out there in the interwebs 
do the math and tell me uh, exactly what that equals. Just kidding. I'll do it real quick here because I don't know off the top of my head. Okay, so it's about 155, 105 is what it looks like um, for the weights. And uh, I think this is a great workout, right? This is CrossFit in its purest form. 36 ring muscle-ups total. You're going to do 90 uh, pistols, and you're going to do 27 hang power cleans uh, at, a, at a relatively uncomfortable load. Um, there's a few things here when we talk about standardizing. The hang power snatch, I'm sorry, I, I think I called it a clean just a second ago. I want to make sure that all athletes get their arms fully locked out before they cycle the next rep. We're going to watch athletes try to reverberate this quickly from the high hip. And I want to make sure that it's a standard that everyone's elbows are completely straight before they return the barbell over their head um, for the next rep. I think this is a really good way to standardize this event. I'll be excited to see what goes down on the floor. But it's going to be fun to watch. It's quick. It intrinsically embodies all kinds of high-level skills. Um, yet we tested the grunt work earlier in the day. On to day two, event three, Carol Complex is what they title it. This is HQ's version of, of course, the, the clean complex. Three cleans, two front squats, one shoulder overhead. Great place to have it in the middle because, again, that's a test of now mental fortitude, battling fatigue, but it's still the first event of day two. So to me, we're still going to see the best of these athletes, which is what I always like to see. Event four, Curiosity Shop. Interesting title, but now I'm curious. For time, 50 kettlebell deadlifts at 80 kilos for the men and 64 kilos for the ladies. Um, this is going to be one in each hand, and that's 175 pounds in each hand for the men. Um, and let's see, about 140 pounds in each hand for the ladies. That's dirty. 50 of those deadlifts is going to be pretty sick way to start the workout. Then we're going to advance to 150-foot handstand walk. Um, and there are particular segments that I believe have to be unbroken. It has to go in 25-foot chunks. Then we're going to go 50 box jump overs, 75 toes to bar, 50 box jump overs, 100-foot handstand walk again, 150-foot handstand walk again, um, 50 kettlebell deadlifts to finish. Now, the time cap here is 16 minutes. Seems aggressive, right? It just seems aggressive to me when there's 300 feet of handstand walk. Again, that's the length of a football field. There's 100 box jump overs, 75 toes to bar. Like, it's a lot of work, um, but I love it. This is another opportunity where there's not a lot of skill, but just enough. Now, when you compare this to the chipper that took place at the Atlas Games, this is kind of like what their chipper plays out but it's the only long grunt work chipper that they had in this event. We've already seen that Copperfield workout where there was really no skills other than double unders. So we get to see that horsepower come out. This is now high skill and horsepower. Well done. I love curiosity shop On to event five. This is going to be day, day three event one It's called twist. This is the 10 rounds for time one legless and run from CrossFit HQ again, well-placed. I, I, I kind of would like to see these events flopped and you'll understand why in a second, when I go through this final, Event six is called Hard Times, and it's four time, 2159, Echo Bike Calories, Bar Facing Burpees, and Thrusters. Now, these thrusters come in at about 135.95, but the workout is 2159. That means 21 Echo Bike Calories, 21 Bar Facing Burpees, 21 Thrusters, 15, 15, 15, 999, time caps nine minutes. Now, again, this leaves the workout less exciting for me the way it's made up. And I say this because you guys, if you've been watching the sport for a while, you understand that when an echo bike appears in a repetitive sequence like this, right? Not 45 calories at one go, but 45 calories that you have to revisit. This comes down to a very heavy based on transitions. We're going to see a lot of the differentiating be what happens on the bar facing burpees because most of these athletes all are going to go unbroken on the thrusters. And if they don't pace it accordingly to go unbroken on the thrusters, that's a huge error for them. 
Um, and of course we need desperation because this is the final event, but the echo bike is going to be very non-exciting because this is going to be a pacer or timekeeper, meaning that yes, it will reward those who can throttle down and go, but we're not going to see them excited to burst or sprint or try to create separation there because of the way they still have to execute the, the burpees and the thrusters. If anything, I'm down to see this workout reversed and let's go bar facing burpee thruster than echo bike. So let's really watch them and give them the opportunity to burn it down at least on the last nine calories. Or, folks, or bear with me here, the whole workout is just played out differently like this. You go 45 calories on the echo bike, 45 burp bar facing burpees, 45 thrusters for time. Done. Absolutely disgusting. And yes, more of a chipper than revisiting round after round, but they've got to go on the on the echo if they don't want to get left behind the rest of the workout, right? Like you can't just get off the echo a minute behind someone and expect to make it up with the remaining movements that are taking place. But in this workout, the way it's set up, transitions are key and you're going to watch people be able to game it accordingly. So if I were to switch anything with this event, because I love the way this event is programmed, I'd switch event five and event six, and I'd let the legless rope climb again be our finisher. But I would also consider manufacturing this workout a little differently. This is going to be something very similar to the way we watched this a workout play out at Wadapalooza, if you guys followed along that journey, where they did echo bike uh, thrusters and pull-ups. So a variation of Fran, similar loading. Instead of bar-facing burpees, it was pull-ups, which is better because it's highly cyclical. And of course, the pull-ups go down faster. Bar-facing burpees is going to be a little bit more methodical and slower to watch. Either way, it's a final. And guess what? The athletes are going to do their job for us and make it exciting no matter what's on paper. Now we're going to advance to CrossFit Copa Sur, where we're all expecting our man, Guillermo to put on a show and, and, and show some dominance. You know, he didn't win the Brazilian event last year. Um, I forget exactly where that was, but whatever one was going down in South America, he didn't win it, but then bought out the games. I think we'd like to see his transition here under Rich and what he's been doing in Cookville pay off by just dominating the field. I mean, I'm here for it. Show me. Event one is called Chipper 22. And um, Chipper 22 is as follows. 50 wall ball shots with a heavy wall ball, 30 pounds for men, 20 for ladies, 50 chest-to-bar pull-ups, 100 double-unders, and 50 deadlifts. The time cap here is 12 minutes. Now, why it's called Chipper 22, I don't have the slightest idea. And that's okay. If you guys know, educate me. You know, shoot me a DM because I'd love to know the reason behind this. But the deadlifts are basically at 200 pounds for the men and 130 for the ladies or 135 for the ladies somewhere in there. And uh, goodness, this workout's going to be extremely fast, right? Like literally the big dogs are going to come out and break those wall balls up one time just for the heck of it. Uh, break the chest of bars up maybe one time for the heck of it, maybe two times uh, for those more conservative. 100 dubs got to go down smooth and fast. And then it's a race on the dead. Um, this is a fast workout. I'm excited to see how that plays out, to be honest with you. I'd love to demo that workout. Then event two is a run, swim, run. Yes, folks, this is the second time we'll see a swim go down. I don't even know if we'll get to see it because I don't know if there's live coverage of this event, but it will be 2,000-meter run, 500-meter swim, 2,000-meter run. Again, what the Atlas games were lacking, just turn off your brain and show me what you got. Show me the horsepower. This is a 40-minute time cap, and I'm excited that it's here. Again, these athletes coming from less represented countries get an opportunity to swim. This can be their CrossFit games. And then those also that are looking to punch a ticket like Guy, who is going to go to the CrossFit games, he gets to test this in the field of competition before he gets to the games. This is another way to flex and gain experience 
even when most of the field showing up to the games, some of them may have never swam in a real competition in their life, especially the rookies. Then that'll wrap up day day one. Event three, day two, is going to be the, uh, the, you know, we can call day two the HQ day um, because event three is going to be the barbell complex and then event four is the legless rope climb event. So that's HQ day. We know that both of those are very short in regards to energy systems. It won't tax their bodies very much. So I like that, actually. I think I like this from a show perspective. Um, they're going to be pretty fresh for each of these events. And uh, I, I really like that. I think that it'll get the most out of the athletes. And um, it allows them to feel pretty good going into a final day, which I'd imagine, and we'll find out in a second, is going to be pretty uh, brutal. But event five, this is called Too Many Rings. And um, essentially, it's 100 thrusters for time. Folks, this workout, let, let me repeat that again. 100 thrusters for time at, sorry, let me see this. 100 pounds for men and almost 70 pounds for ladies. So 100 thrusters for time, but every two minutes on the two minutes, complete five ring muscle-ups. The time cap here is 10 minutes, um, which is interesting because it says too many rings, uh, which I don't understand because every two minutes you got to do five. That's only be, that'd only be like 20, 20 ring muscle-ups you get an opportunity to complete. Now, I, what it doesn't state here, what I'm actually reading, it doesn't state if you start with ring muscle-ups or not. I hope that the workout goes three, two, one, go. You have to do five ring muscle-ups, then you get to your bar and you start. That's what I would like to see. Hopefully that's the way it plays out, but either way, it's a race to 100 thrusters, and that's just absolutely disgusting because you just got to hold on to the bar. Like you can't be, you can't, you can't allow yourself the opportunity to break, and unless you know you're you're, you're not looking to win the thing. So they're going to break it as few times as possible and try to rush. Not this is one of those workouts where not just moving steadily is good enough. You got to be pulling the bar down into your throat, and that's the kind of speed that we like to watch because it's a go fast, take chances type of type of movement, and you can't jerk around on the transitions here. People look at that and they're like, oh, cool, five ring muscle-ups, not a big deal. It is a big deal because you should be at the end of your means when it comes to you're pushing the bar up, pulling it down, you're putting the barbell down. You need to get your butt to the rings like now and yesterday. Get your butt to the rings, get to the top of that fifth ring muscle-up as fast as you can so you back to the bar. Back to the bar, back to the bar. I think you guys all know what I'm referencing when I say that. Event six, this is the final. And it says, last one standing 22. Oh, I get it. It's the year 2022. When I, when I read Chipper 22, it never hit me not once, guys. Thank you for your patience. Part one, all athletes, it says. For time, row 30 calories for the men, 20 for the ladies, 24-meter handstand walk. Then row 15 calories for the men, 10 for the ladies, 12-meter handstand walk. That is four time, very short sprint. The time kept there is four minutes. Then what they're going to do is advance the fastest 10 athletes to part two. So there's a cut. This is the first time that we've seen this at semifinals where there's a cut or removal of athletes into a part where only they get to compete. I'm not mad about it. I like it. I'm here for the show. Then for time, row 20 calories for the men, 15 for the ladies, 12 meter handstand walk one time through. That is it. Time cap two minutes. And there's five elimination rounds of that. Wow. So folks, it looks like, you know, the top 10 are getting to throw down and there's, uh, 
I'm assuming maybe two athletes that are getting eliminated after part two, the first round of part two every time. It's cool, right? Eventually, you're going to have two athletes down there on the floor doing this workout to see who's down for 100 points or not. I like this. Well done, Copa Sir. Um, I like your programming overall, like the order. Um, I, I think it's pretty darn simple. We're hanging three times. We've got the legless rope climb workout. We've got ring muscle ups there. We've got 50 chest of bars. Um, we're swimming. We're running a 4K. Um, we've got the lift, of course. This is a really great test for Guy. I'll be honest. I'm, I'm excited to see him, and I'm sorry I'm focusing solely on him, but he's the athlete that I do know that's taken off down there in regards to really representing the sport at a high level, so of course I'm interested. But, crew, that is it. This is week four in summation of the semifinals. We have had some good ones. We've had some okay ones when it comes to programming, and that's what specifically this episode was about. I do believe that uh, all in all, um, they've all done a pretty darn good job, and I, and I think that if I had to pick one of my favorites – this weekend, of course, I'm leaning because I'm biased towards strength and depth. I like work capacity. I like to see it expressed. And I think their combination is going to be the highest level of work capacity that we see and still a combination of skills and loading that's appropriate to, to crown someone one of the fittest in the world and advance them to the CrossFit Games. Um, Atlas Games did a, did a pretty good job. I still think the fittest is going to rise. Again, that's sometimes something that we hide behind when we think about programming. It's like, oh, well, the cream is going to rise to the top, but how's it going to rise? And what I see here is that it's going to rise because they're tested through high-level gymnastics. And, of course, as long as that's okay and the fittest show up with high-level gymnastics and not a bunch of sheer brute work capacity, sheer work capacity, then that's okay. Um, and then when it comes to Coposaur, I think that's a very well-rounded test. I like the swim that's in there. Uh, I hope that we get some coverage of this. I'd like to see some of these events, or I'd like to at least see footage from some of these events. But nonetheless, folks, I'm going to go ahead and publish this on Thursday sometime in the PM and hopefully this gets you guys fired up. You can check it out Thursday night or you can check it out on Friday morning before these events start to take place. But do us a favor. If you're not there in person, tune in to these events. Uh, I'm going to be getting my first opportunity on a live microphone tomorrow, folks. Uh, I don't know if they know what they're getting their hands into, but uh, I certainly do. Uh, I'm going to call it like I see it. I hope that I can serve the community at large and impact some of our audience, both that are veterans and also first time, first come, first serve uh, people that might not know a whole lot about what they're watching on the YouTubes or the interwebs, wherever else it is broadcast. So, you know, have some patience with me. I'm a rookie. I'm going to do my best to cover what I see and also lean into what I know through experience, both being on the floor as an athlete and coaching, and then also being able to be a part of one of the most important teams that exists in regards to CrossFit and its existence, and that's level one seminar staff. I've, I've served that role for many years, and I, and I take it with, with very much um, care and understanding and empathy in regards to folks that might not know a lot about a lot. So if you're a vet and you know what's up and you hear AC come on the mic talking about a hook grip, don't worry. There's a reason. And I, I hope to engage the new listener. Uh, the same way that I would approach engaging them in a class, the newbie and the vet, that's always the hardest way to balance. And I'm really hopeful that I'll do my best in doing that, keeping the vets as interested as they need to be, uh, to be excited about everything they see. And of course, be inform informative enough to help the rookies and make them want to stick around and make them want to go find an affiliate and punch their ticket for membership and uh, join this wonderful community that we've got. But I'm more excited and most excited to watch these athletes scrap tooth and nail and fight 
and claw and scratch their way to the CrossFit Games because I know it's going to be a battle. But thanks, folks, for joining me for another episode. I hope you guys enjoyed these programming reviews. They're coming to an end, but don't worry. Athlete to athlete is not. I've got a fun summer lined up of interviews, and I can't wait to start to get the folks on that have punched your ticket to the CrossFit Games, and we get to discuss where their minds are going forward. And I even got some shorts coming up with some of the folks that are going to be eyeing this last chance qualifier as well. You know what they're doing. They're training hard. They still get one more shot at the CrossFit Games. It's going to be an exciting summer, folks. It's been a fun one already. See you soon.